Niche Knacks. Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Niche Knacks, the one trans man podcast where I talk about my niche interest. If you're looking for something new to get into, this is the place to be. I'm Augustine and this episode of Niche Knacks has a special guest to talk about. Hello, I'm Jacelyn from MP4 or Media Perfort and I'm here to talk about what remains of Edith Finch. Yay, I love those games. That's very exciting. So... Tell us a little bit about what remains of Edith Finch. Oh, it's such a good game. Um, it's definitely not the most niche game per se, but because it, it's fairly well known, but it is still an indie game. I'd, I'd consider it niche. Yeah, I, I definitely don't think it's everybody's cup of tea either. But it's a first-person exploration story game developed by Giant Sparrow and published by Annapurna Interactive. There's a, just a general basis of what the game is. It's also rated PEGI 16, or essentially like teens and older, for anybody worried about the rating of it, possibly, if they will be interested in it. When was the game released? It was released, let me see here, uh, April of 2017 for Windows, PC, PS4, and Xbox One, and has since been released for Nintendo Switch, actually, which I found out while I was re researching this and thought that was that. interesting. I didn't even know it was on any console for that matter, mm -hmm. but I definitely, I'm quite familiar with uh, Edith Finch and what remains of her, uh, so definitely a big triggered warning for death and some dark themes. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, it was also released for iOS, apparently, oh. so phones or tablets or whatever, so that's interesting as well. And then PS5 and Xbox Series X and S, so. Um, let me see here. The The game is very story-based. It, like, that's mostly what the game is. You're just going through and playing through a story, essentially. Um, at least that's how I would think of it. So, like, if you watch somebody else play this game it's basically like watching a tv show yeah i think um like i watched it i did not play the game myself and i don't think i feel like if i played it i don't know if i'd have a much different experience because i'm mostly when you play through it you are kind of almost watching a movie in a sense yeah pretty much because like i i watched somebody play through it a while ago and i started playing through it myself and never finished it yet but, um, yeah. probably not missing much whether or not you watch or play it, but that doesn't mean it's bad by any means. Yeah. It's just, it's just, like I said, heavily story-based. It's not super gameplay-based, yeah. but there is still, like, um, parts of it where you have to collect items and complete puzzles to progress through the different storylines. Because um, you're you're going through essentially multiple storylines, which are um, what happened to Edith Finch's family members because she's returning to her family home, trying to find out what happened to them. How did they all die, or where did they go? Just in general, what happened to them? And journaling these yeah. things. Very very tragic. Um, did you have any more about informative? Just kind of. Um, let me see. Because I think before we start talking about why you and I really like this game, we should maybe talk a little bit more about you. Okay. Well, uh, I don't know. I just, I've always played video games pretty much my whole life. So I'm very into video games. I'm very into 
just like geeky things in general, I guess. Um, like D and D, uh, cosplay. I don't know. Just general geeky, stereotypical geeky things, I guess. Um, so that this is definitely like stuff I'm interested in mm-hmm. for sure. I I love playing video games. Yeah, right up your alley. And Jason's also my good friend and classmate here at WVU Parkersburg. And she also has a podcast. Yes, MP4 or Media Per per 4 because there are four of us on that podcast. It's me, uh, Zane, Oliver, and Connor who are all also classmates of ours, so. Yeah, I was on that podcast, so, um... You gotta look out for our little collab episode. Yeah, I believe that was episode four, if I'm remembering correctly. I honestly don't remember. <laughs> That's okay. I don't have <laughs> no idea. You You're just our special I'm just guest. the guest. Yeah. I'm just there. Yeah. And it is like a game show-esque style podcast in a way, but we do talk about media as well, like Nishnacks does. Um, so there's that. We do talk about various kinds of medias, though. It's not just video games or, um... Or just niche things. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's more broad, but we, like I said, for the game show aspect, there is a specific person set for a host each episode, and that host changes every episode, because whoever has the most interesting topic that they brought for that week... Um, whoever the host is gets to choose which topic wins, and therefore the winner becomes the next host and chooses the theme for the next episode. And that's their podcast, Media for Four. Where can uh, we watch it? Uh, as far as I'm aware, it'll probably be on Spotify, YouTube, and I'm not entirely sure where else as of right now, but it'll definitely be at least on those. And it is a, there is just an audio format as well as a video and audio format of it. Yeah, unlike me, who has no video, you just get to listen to my nice sultry voice uh, every episode. But now we have our guest. So do you want to talk more about what remains of Edith Finch? Definitely. Real quick, I do just want to say for anybody who might pop over to the media media per four podcast, it is very chaotic. There, there's a lot that happens. It. It's a lot. That's that's it. <laughs> so if you want to join in on the chaos, there you go. But definitely stick with niche snacks as <laughs> hell. Don't stray the path. Don't stray the path away. True. So, now you should check out their podcast. Well, thank you. Um, so with this game, with What Remains of Edith Finch, you're playing as 17-year-old Edith Finch. I don't think I really said that yet, but she's... Returning to her family home, like I said, journaling the story of her trip there, childhood memories, um, stories of her family members that live there, and again, just trying to learn what happened there. And as you're going through this, she learns that she's actually the last surviving member of her family. And that's part of why she's trying to figure out what happened to the other family members. I'm really interested uh, to talk about the end <laughs> because of because of that. But should we? Um, I don't know how exactly you wanted to talk about it. If you wanted to talk about specific aspects, or maybe like talk about each family member because 
Um, if people are unaware of what the game's about, you see, basically, you have to play through a story of pretty much every family member's death. So, um, that could be if I don't know if you want to go by family member or if you had another way. We we can. Um, I'll probably have to. I'm gonna have to look. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't. If we both have to look up stuff. Um, what about how instead your favorite? What was your favorite? Um, family member and their like game scene. Uh, I don't know. I think probably the one where you turn into a cat for part of it. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? You're like climbing yes. out the window and then climbing in a tree. I forget her name the kid yeah but it was a little girl and um that scene is really interesting because it's not just a cat i think she turns into a bird and a shark as well and the whole thing which i feel like we just kind of have to talk spoilers for this game yeah it just is definitely like i feel like the extensive of the informative thing that's your spoiler free talk <laughs> because most of it i just feel like it's kind of hard to talk about without spoilers yeah, the one who turns into the cat, bird, shark, whatever, so on, mm -hmm. is Molly Finch. She was 10 years old at the time of her death. Um, let me see, I'm trying to remember if she is like the aunt of Edith or what the exact oh, family yeah. lineage She, I'm pretty sure she's the, like her grandma's daughter, so I think that it is her aunt, but um... So the scene is very fantastical, and we find out later that, like, everything was in her mind. She died because she ate, like, poisonous berries and toothpaste because her mother was, like, purposely starving her, <laughs> which is horrible. Yeah, she was sent to bed without dinner that night by her mother, and then uh, went through this thing of where she was apparently changing into different animals. At least that's how the gameplay for it is. It's I don't know what exactly was going through her mind for that her descent she, into yeah. uh starvation which is oh, absolutely sad she's a 10 year old little girl mm -hmm. and um like augustine said ate various non-edible items or just you know yeah. things that you probably shouldn't really eat in general uh, even if you could technically just don't yeah i know i think the reason why she keeps turning into different animals is because of this hunger that's expressed yeah. throughout the the like um scene i don't know what it, i don't know what they're called like the, i guess segments is yeah. probably the better word um but it's a definitely a common theme is so the grandma her name is also edith right that's edith senior am yes. i correct yes. okay it's a very common theme that edith senior is kind of like the root of a lot of the family issues there's a lot of neglect <laughs> and bad things that go on several children a lot of the family members that have died were actual children so um that's part of where i was talking about the death warning is uh you don't want to see children die especially due to ne neglect uh you may want to avoid it yeah, if you also if you are worried about seeing it again, it is first person. So Very vague. Watch yeah. a person actually die somehow, and these deaths are very strange the way they play out. Mm -hmm. So um, it's not it's not gonna. Sh I don't think that there's no gore. Yeah, it doesn't really ever show anything vulgar in it. It's just implied. Yeah, and one of the. There's one thing I really also want to talk about, too. I don't know. But first, um, the storytelling is what I really like about it. I really like how the deaths are portrayed and how we learn about these family members. Because the entire game is basically narrated by Edith Jr. 
when you go through and she just like talks to you i think during the segments like molly we hear her inner thoughts so we do hear like some other dialogue but a lot of it is kind of edith just talking to almost us the audience but it's really like her journal yeah um so i really like how the story is portrayed and the, the death segments are probably just like the most notable part of the game uh, and the art style, for the most part, I think is, like, th the same. It's, like, a 3D model. I like the style a lot. It's not super realistic. It's just, like, a nice, clean 3D model style. I like it a lot. Mm -hmm. I'd say it kind of almost reminds me of, like, if you've heard of the game Tell Me Why, it's made by some of the same people that made Life is Strange. Mm -hmm. I've not heard um. of it, actually. Okay, well, it, it somewhat reminds me of that, except there definitely is differences. It's not quite the same, mm -hmm. just the gender the vibe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the style I feel like um, that Edith Finch's uses is pretty, just like, common in indie games, but I don't think that's a bad thing. It's just, it's just nice. Um, so let's see. Oh, yeah, the writing is just really good. And I just feel like we just gotta talk more about the death scenes, because that's just, like, really the big thing. I think, um... One of the most kind of graphic is, I don't remember, I don't remember like any of their names, but it's about, she's a teenager and it's basically a home intruder story. And we, this is where the main art style differentiation comes in. In this segment, um, there's a lot of comic book panels that we see because she was like a child star. And she, and this, her scene's a bit vague, but she gets murdered by like people who break into her house. Yeah, it's it's Barbara. Barbara. That's which one it was, and she was sixteen at the time of death. Um, and her her father and mother were uh, Spin and Edie, I guess is what they are called, like her nickname or something. Mm -hmm. But um, the grandmother, yeah, of the family. Um, so let me see. But yeah, I, I also made it a point to try to point out where the art style changes because it shows going through the comic book that was made for where she was a, um, just where it has her death mm -hmm. leading in from where she was a child star and everything. Yeah. Because that plays a big part into her death in that segment. Yeah, I remember. It's like kind of dark because I think the last thing you see in that segment is like a literal panel of her like being torn apart. Or it's like implied that's what happened and it's just kind of like like some of the stuff is is pretty dark i would not say that's the worst i the worst is definitely the baby who i also don't remember his name that felt really like it's not like um so dark as it is just kind of disturbing i don't there's like a baby and i believe it might be like edith's cousin or something because um, like his, he was in a bath and the mom was like on the phone and basically he drowned. And the scene, the segment that we see is very fantastical. This is from the baby's point of view. We see like the bath toys, um, like jumping around. They're like alive as we see the bath water slowly fills up and eventually he's underwater. And I think we actually hear the phone call between the baby's mom and dad and because that was a big thing. They got divorced, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Obviously, because she accidentally killed her child. But neglect is a very common theme. Yeah, that was a big thing for it. That one was also interesting. But uh, again, like you said, obviously very morbid. Because yeah. there was a literal infant just playing in the bath. And 
It's also, I think compared to some of the other deaths, probably one of the most realistic, and that's why I think it kind of hits a lot more. Like some of the other children, one of the child, he like really wants to be an astronaut, and like he dies because he like, he was on a tire swing or just some sort of swing and like fell, like fell off the swing down a cliff and died, which that's a, a bit more, it's a bit more fantastical. That segment was also really short too. Yeah, those are, the all of these deaths are very strange and out there, that's for sure. Yeah, huh? I think the baby one is just like the most like, uh, yeah. and it's just sad. There is one that's incredibly fantastical and like we don't even really know how he died, but I definitely want to talk about it because it actually incorporates um one of the other developers' games. I think it's Maxwell, is that what his name was? Oh, well, I can't remember either. Let me check. I should look up a list of the Finches. <laughs> That's what I pulled up here. There's a... Hmm. There's a Milton. Oh, I think it's probably Milton. I knew it was like an M. So like, oh, he was 11 at time of disappearance. He disappears and like become... He disappears into another actual dimension. Like that's what happened to this kid. Um, which is really interesting. And a, he's a character in another one of the games. And that other- I don't remember what the other game was called, but the other game was made first. Which is interesting. That is interesting. I didn't know they had another one and it tied in yes. this. At least it's like heavily implied because if you see all the characters in Edith Finch have like portraits of themselves on wood that I believe the grandmother painted herself. Because there was, there's like a conflict in the game that like the grandma wants to preserve everything. And she like makes the house really fantastical and she kind of um, makes the deaths more fantastical than they really are. I think there's like an element of the grandma lying and Edith's mom hates it and wants to like... Do you, you remember yeah. that, right? Yeah, she hates it. She did not want to be a part of that anymore. She was like, I am done with all this nonsense. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Which is kind of funny, but also awful. <laughs> I'm trying to think who else there, there was. Um, let me see here. I believe it was Sam, so Edith's grandfather. He was the one that... I think Sam was her, her dad. I don't know. On this list that I'm using, it said grandfather. Oh. Oh, maybe that's... Oh, I think you're right. Cause he he gets like pushed off a cliff by a deer. Yeah, cause he was into hunting and launching and whatnot, and he was thirty three at the time of his death. Yeah, but there's some. Cause that's, um, he was with, cause he was with the little girl and was with Edith's mom, Dawn. Yeah. Which I don't think Dawn it is. I don't think she had a. She's not dead, isn't she? I don't know if it discussed what happened to her. I don't know. There's a lot of- this is like a pretty big family. Yes, it is a giant family, so it is very hard to keep track of everybody and remember everybody. She is dead too, it looks like. Let me see. Died at 48, yep. Yeah. Okay. She died of an unknown disease at the age of 48 years old when her daughter was oh. only 16. I remember that because that's how Edith dies. Spoilers, uh, the entire time you're going through the house, uh, you're actually playing as Edith's kid. 
you're not it's implied that you are edith but you're not edith is also dead so you're edith's child i don't remember what the kid's name is christopher christopher yeah, yeah you're actually christopher like learning about your family um which that was i thought was really cool and i was like yes. no way everyone including the person we thought we were is also dead it's an insane plot twist um that yeah i was not prepared for that either whenever i first was like yes. watching somebody play this game but that's how it ends and it's wild that's definitely yeah a strange one it's very i almost feel like going down the list of the family members but yeah you you find out edith died during childbirth yeah. at the very end and so you're actually playing as her son christopher even though in the very beginning it makes you think you are playing as edith herself while she is 17 i believe yeah at the time i do think at the end of the game don't you see what christopher looks like isn't there like a third person perspective doesn't he lay something on Edith's grave and that's how you would find out? Yeah, I think there's something like that. I'm not sure if it... I can't remember if it goes into a third-person perspective. I want to say it does, too, but he definitely is by the grave. You, we, we know that Edith is dead and yes. died during childbirth. Um, but there is, with that, um, and with all these weird family deaths, if I remember correctly at part of their weird wacky house because it is built insane because they just kept adding on yeah different rooms when you're going through you have to like climb through like the most tiny little hallways it's very interesting yeah. secret tunnels yes. and all kinds of things um because where there are puzzles in these games you have to unlock different rooms to get into and whatnot <laughs> as you go along which i wouldn't say these puzzles are super difficult or anything plus yeah. it's not like you couldn't look it up if you couldn't harass yeah. it but um yeah it's definitely interesting but if i remember correctly there the family has like their own graveyard essentially um I, I don't I don't know what exactly to call it. It's not really a graveyard, but like you know what I'm talking about. I, I yeah, because there's just like a bunch of stones and stuff. It's outside the house because they live on like the shore, as we we see. Yeah. But I think that's an interesting thing to note. They essentially have like the family memorial grave site thing in there, especially with the whole game basically being about the family deaths <laughs> yeah i was reading i don't remember this um because i thought like oh we should start i remember so like they came to the shore i don't know if they're on an island i don't think so because there's a train on it yeah um, but they came to the shore on a boat if i remember correctly and like tried to build the house i believe the original like finch father died yeah. And then the house, because there's like, unless I'm thinking of something else, but if you're kind of confirming, you see like a little thing out in the the distance that was like the first house. And then Sven, unless Sven was the, I thought Sven was the one, but it says Sven died in a different way. So there was one name up here. I don't see it now, but it was like Oglenvoy or something. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but I believe that's like the original the father okay. figure of the house that first went to that land and made their first house because it gets washed away i'm yeah. pretty sure yeah but the one who made like the the big fantastical one is sven and that's Edie's uh husband and apparently he the which i don't even remember this but the way he died he created a dragon-shaped slide 
that crushed him during his son's 12th birthday. Which I don't remember, I don't remember as well <laughs> either. I feel like I mostly remember, I mean, the ones we've already talked about. And, um, there's the one where it's... He was harder to figure out what happened to him because he's, like, down in that hidden bunker. Yeah, that's Walter. Yeah. But I don't I don't remember it mentioning... Like, I remember the name Sven, but I don't remember mentioning it, him dying. Uh, Odin was the one who died at sea. But that was Edie's dad. Basically, this whole family is cursed. <laughs> yeah. Actually, in some. Pretty much. Okay, Edie's father, Odin, was the man who died at sea. Then... Sven and their daughter Molly, um, Sven, Edie, and Molly went and they built the actual house that we see in the game. And, um, the graveyard is where, um, Odin was buried that we see. Okay. Seven years later, um, they have Barbara, which is the, the child star. This was also in the 40s. Um, yeah. The, this is a very long time ago. So 40s was when Barbara was born. Um, December 13th, 1947 is when Molly dies. <laughs> it's because she ate um, some berries, durable food, and toothpaste. That was two days after her 10th birthday. Then, um, three years after Molly's death, they have twins, Sam and Calvin. Calvin is the, the kid who flew off the swing and down the cliff. Yeah. Sam is Dawn's uh, dad. So Sam is Edith's grandfather yes um who was divorced <laughs> it's okay if you can't keep track of all of this just, well, just go play the game go watch yeah. the game it, it is a lot because it's like we it's up to great great we have the great 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 then we get the great it's, it's just a lot it's yeah. just a lot <laughs> after they have their twins two years later then they have walter um in 1952 then um the day of Barbara's 16th birthday, um, Barbara was killed. She was murdered. Um, Edie, the reason why she was killed was because they were, like, home alone, because Edie had to take Sven to the hospital. Um, then Calvin, a year later, fell off a swing and died. He was 11. <laughs> and then Sven died, uh, two months after his 49th birthday, making a dragon for Walter. And I, when we see Walter, he's also an old man. Because obviously, like, Edie is, like, super old. I actually wanted to talk a little bit about his death. Mm -hmm. Just because I feel like it's a bit different than some of the other ones. I mean, they're all completely different from each other. But I feel like this one is just a whole nother thing to yeah. me, in a way. Um, because... Apparently, I guess he was traumatized as a child by Barbara's death. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And this led him to hide in, like, a secret bunker thing underneath the house. And basically, for the rest of the family, he just kind of disappeared. Yeah. And he lived in there for, like, 30 years or something. I don't know. A long time. And uh, on his last day alive, he finally finds the courage to venture out of the bunker. He gets hit by a train. <laughs> and um, so whenever you're actually playing SM, you're, you start in the bunker and you're sitting there and you see where he has like a calendar in there. And basically he lives every single day 
the exact same. So at a certain time, he eats his can of peaches. At a certain time, he does whatever else. Like, exactly we see days go by. Yep. And it's not very... Not going well for a Walter. <laughs> Which I can't blame him. And then, yeah, he walks outside and immediately gets hit by a fucking train. And I do think the idea of them being cursed does get... Bring up, bring them up to yeah, up, bring up gets brought up as well. And going back to Barbara a little bit, um, with where like we were saying earlier that her death very much so plays into her thing of her past of her being a child star, um, mm -hmm. because it's it leads into this whole thing from her being a child star of like her being in a horror show of some sort some sort of horror media and they're telling her that she can't scream right for it she can't do a good enough scream that sounds oh, yeah i remember that because at the end she screams yeah at the end she screams bloody yeah. murder because that's when it she's goes over to the intruder breaking in and unaliving her yeah <laughs> you just say kill she's dying she's killed yeah <laughs> And then I also, I don't know, is there anything particular you want to say real quick before I talk about the next thing? Uh, I was just gonna, like, go through, because there's some other ones. Um, Gus is the name of the baby who, uh, drowned in the bathtub. There's also Gregory. Oh, Gregory was the baby. Gus was the kid who died at the wedding. Like, during the hurricane. He was just oh, flying a yeah. kite. That was Gus. He was, like... Which is sad. He was also, like, a kid who died. Um, then, yeah, Sam was married to a person, a lady named Kay. And they get divorced. Um, and there's also... So Edith has two brothers. Milton, who's the one we see... No, I don't even really know what we see happen to him. I think we just see him, like, leave through a painting. And that's all we see, because he's in another game of theirs. Um, we see... Okay, he is the character, Milton is the king in the game, the unfinished swan. Which I, he's one of the major characters in that game. And he's- I need to check out that game. I, I tried watching through it, but I think I got bored. <laughs> it's not as compelling, I don't think. It's, the concept of the unfinished swan is I'm pretty sure everything is white and you basically just like throw paint blobs and like move throughout the world. Okay. Um, there's a story to it, I don't know what it is. Um. And the other one is Lewis, and Lewis has a very interesting death, too. Is that what you wanted to talk about? Yes, he's the one I wanted to start talking yeah, you about. You go ahead and, and talk about it. Okay. Basically, with his death, he he's working in a fish factory, and throughout this whole time, he's daydreaming constantly, and he starts daydreaming more and more and more. Like, maladaptive daydreaming. Yeah, he's mentally ill, I'm pretty sure, and he also he is a, a pothead. He smokes a lot of weed. Yeah because he is constantly living in his head, essentially. So he's going through the factory like normal, and throughout this, you cut back and forth between um, chopping up the fish in the factory and um, and his daydreams where he's like traveling in almost like a medieval world, I guess you could say, where there is a monarchy because he ends up like becoming the king and that leads to his death yeah. later. So you keep switching back and forth until eventually where he's supposed to become the king of this land, 
that he saved or whatever, um, he is actually kneeling down into a giant guillotine, is what it has on the screen, and then it, I think it cuts back to the factory, and you find out, like, he dies in the factory mm -hmm. from where he's daydreaming so much. Yeah, I think it mentions he had a therapist, too, um, but, like, things didn't go well, obviously, because he ended up killing himself, but... On uh, not on purpose because he's just he was just really mentally ill and but I think a lot of it basically generational trauma is kind of what the, the main theme of what it remains of Edith Finch is because a lot of it stems from a lot of it is Dawn and Edie's relationship uh, because we see like Edith's mom does not like her uh, grandma. Yeah, there's definitely complications between family relationships for sure. Yes. I remember during Sam's death, which is Dawn's mom and uh, Edith's grandpa, like, I believe Dawn, like, they're going hunting because he was into hunting, Sam, and Dawn was not. And he was, like, trying to shoot a deer and he wanted uh, Dawn to take a picture of it. So we see, like, pictures snapping in between him falling off the cliff. That's kind of, like, what happens. Um, and so her dad basically made her do something she didn't want to do, and he died because of it, which is obviously traumatizing because she was a young girl during that. Mm -hmm. And also we see, like, the the reason why the doors are locked is because of the mom, because she doesn't want Edith to find out about all the shit that grandma is, like, doing, because grandma's making a bunch of memorials, and, like, mm -hmm. um, I think it also says that she tells the news, like, a kind of fantastical versions like she makes it a big deal she's like really celebrating these deaths in a way that her mom does not like yeah yeah it's what i believe um yeah i can see that especially with um again where you're saying like the locked rooms keeping people out of service mm -hmm. because that happened throughout a few different generations of the family i think they just locked off yeah like some of the people who died previously their room is locked off you're not nobody's allowed to go in there except Edie, the grandmother of the family mm -hmm. and we do see um like even with that Edie locked molly in her room basically yeah. without dinner and that's why she died so there's just a lot of um themes with that it's it's really interesting <laughs> there is some um most of it that we see is actual like artwork but i did find like uh what presumably looks like an actual picture of sam and calvin because calvin um he's wearing an astronaut suit well this one's definitely art so there's some like photo some we see like what the family looks like too um, which is interesting. Also, Edie lived through, like, all of them. Like, she she was the one who made these memorials because Edie died at, like, 93 or something. Yeah. She died in 2010, which is really interesting. Um, but yeah, I really like the, um, the conflict and that we see that the family is, I would say they probably are cursed. Um, definitely. Like, if I were a part of that family, I at that point, I would just be like, well, I'm gonna die. I'm not having any kids, that's for sure. No point. Everybody's just gonna die, not doing it. I'll just do whatever. Live life until yeah. whatever happens. There's another surviving member, which I didn't know about. Okay. It's not just Christopher. It's a character named Monroe. Um, 
is the, the son of Milton. Oh, okay. Um, he is the protagonist of the unfinished swan. So that's interesting. That um, is interesting. Which, which means Milton dies? I mean, technically he's not in the human world. Um, so I don't know. That's kind of interesting. I guess he's presumably dead, or he just doesn't matter anymore, apparently. Maybe. He's in another universe or something. Oh, it's, he, I think he... It says, By the end of the unfinished swan, the king is indicated to be on the verge of death. His powers are failing, he senses his own death, and sees himself attending his own funeral. Come to reflect on his life and become content with the impertinence of his creations. After waking up upon Monroe's son's arrival and passing on the paintbrush to him the king asked to leave quickly as none of this will last for long so yeah he dies in the unfinished okay. one that's really interesting i really like that they have two games kind of intertwined like that yeah I think that's so fascinating it is it's really interesting because it's like i how the hell did this boy enter this dimension yeah. and he also i think created it too it's really weird and like the unfinished swan came first so it's kind of interesting that they were like, you know what? Let's make this character have a, an entire family. And this family also went and died. or Because I don't think any of the other ones disappeared. It, they all died except for him. Who disappeared and then I guess died, apparently. But yeah. So Monroe, I guess, is still alive. Um, his son. So but Christopher, but we don't see Monroe in What Remains of Edith. Yeah, we, we just see Christopher. <laughs> but yeah, this I feel like we can't do this game justice just trying to explain things because mm -hmm. with the you do see a third person okay yeah but with the um specific art like having it actually displayed to you and not just us trying to describe everything mm -hmm. is a thousand times better like i really can't do justice just trying to explain yeah. things because even talking about the stories and specific deaths that still like, there's still so much more detail to it. To yeah, because it's a whole family, and they have their own lore and their own relationships. Mm -hmm. And we see a lot of it, like, we hear it from Edith's perspective. So I do think it's one of those things that you kind of have to, like, you can talk about a movie all you want, but you should probably, like, this one specifically, you just kind of need to watch. Because a lot of it is specifically characters and their relationships with one another. Yeah, there, there's definitely a lot of detail into this game. Like, even just for example, going back to Lewis, where you're playing through his daydreaming and while he's working at his job, it's, it's like very strange switching back and forth. You almost don't even know exactly what to expect with it, where his death is coming. Just like, I mean, they make it intense towards the end where you know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Like, there's definitely an intensity to this game with the various deaths. But it's just with switching back to the daydreaming part, you're just like sealing a ship down a river and making different choices along the way for if he's going to be a king and marry a queen or marry a king or whatever just anything you yeah. know various choices that he's going on in this world inside his head and then all of a sudden you're switching back into 
cutting off the heads of fish in a fishery. Yeah, I like that. It's you're switching between, and it re- like it really shows that he's just thinking about this while he's cutting up some fish. Uh, yeah. yeah, I really like how it's presented, um, and the narrative is really interesting. And I like stories about like generational trauma. I guess it's interesting. I was a huge fan of Encanto, which is kind of similar without all the death. Yeah, similar but, vibes with the family issues, mm-hmm. not quite the same. Grandma being a big issue, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of with this, too, is now that we're talking about it, I'm like, this is reminding me of Ankanto because of the family yeah. issues and specifically it leading back to the grandmother mm-hmm. of the family. Well, I guess Edie's technically the great-grandma, yeah, it, but true. it's Dawn's grandma, so there's that. Um, but I definitely think it would hit home a lot for a lot of people who have, like, family issues like that. Um, hopefully not your family dying yeah, in hope- weird ways, but... Definitely not. Hopefully it doesn't hit too close to home. Bizarre death. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry if that does hit to home. <laughs> Me too. Like, That's very sad. It's rough. Hope your, uh, relative did not paint or disappear into the paint dimension like Milton did. Oh, yeah. Don't want to go to that paint dimension. The paint dimension. You don't know what's gonna happen there. I don't. Cause I, I don't know what's gonna happen because I haven't watched the game. Same. <laughs> I mean, who knows? He dies. You might don't die in the yeah. paint dimension. Maybe some people do know though, but not me. See, I'm not one of them. But um, I think the music's also pretty good. Yes. It's very. I don't know. Um, like any notable songs, but I know it definitely like helps every segment. The music plays a lot like into it and it creates the vibes too um i don't know if there's anything else of note i want to go back to like the art style and graphics just for a second there are specific scenes where they have certain lighting effects that are just so good they look so good i uh, I very much so appreciate different lighting effects of video games. Like, that is something I always notice. And they're just... uh, I can't think of exactly where they are in the game. Like, specific places that have various lighting effects that look good. But there are some in there that I'm just like, yes. I think the the game is very pretty. Just in general. I think it looks great. Um, I had a really... And it's also not super long. I don't think it's... It's only like... Maybe three hours at most. It's not yeah. really long, is it? I don't think it's too long. Um, I don't know. Are you looking that up? I'm gonna look that up. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it. I've. I don't want to. I don't think it's super long either. Oh, it's not even two hours. It's a. It's literally an hour and forty-five minutes long. Um. So, highly, highly recommend. Uh watching it and you may there's a lot of um like people talking about uh and like analyzing the deaths and like the inner family turmoil so it's pretty interesting but i definitely i highly recommend it me too i'm sure there is a lot of lore and conspiracy did not cover <laughs> with this game as well um but yeah, I'd highly recommend somebody to, or anybody really, to check this out if they are interested in it. Because, again, it is so, so rich in the story. It's it's really good. Yeah, I, I remember. I actually, I watched it about when the new episodes of Da Hung Bam Scared came out. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, all this new media, I was really excited about it. Um, yeah, I uh, highly recommend. I don't know if I have anything else to add. 
I don't think I don't think I really do either. I think that pretty much covers the majority of it without trying to give away too much. Uh, I feel like we gave away everything. Yeah, we did. We gave a away a lot, but since it is almost more like watching a TV show, you just have to experience it. it I think. Yeah. That's what I was going to say with that, too. Yeah, do you have any closing thoughts? Plug your podcast again? I don't know. I, I mean, there is another little game I could mention real quick. Obviously, we're not going to do an analysis yeah. on that, too, or anything. But just, like, an honorable mention of my own. Honorable knack. Because it is an indie game, and it's it's very recent. Like, a very new game. And from what I've seen of it so far, it looks really good. It's called Children of Silent Town. I believe it just released uh, January 17th or somewhere. Around there. It is on Steam. I don't know about anywhere else as of right now. But if you're a fan of games like Sally Face, Night in the Woods, or... Um, Little Misfortune, things similar to those. I do love Little Misfortune. This gives me vibes of that, and the art style kind of reminds me of Don't Starve Together. Do you love Don't Starve Together? It looks very good. It looks very promising from what I've seen so far. So, Have you watched like gameplay of it, or just not some a, of it? A little bit. I haven't gotten super into it yet, but I have seen a little bit, and from that bit, it does seem interesting. You're playing as... Lucy, a little girl, in this village that's surrounded by a forest, and the forest has various monsters in it, so the parents won't let the kids go out at nighttime, mm -hmm. and that's part of the whole thing, and then Lucy, well, there's lots of disappearances in the town. With all <laughs> because the all the monsters. And Lucy decides she's old enough to start investigating and exploring on her own, and that's so sort of, that's the yeah. premise. That sounds really interesting. I'll have to look it up because I do love some good old clicking point adventure with some monsters for sure. But um, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, again, I'm Jaslyn from Media Per Four. And watch the podcast on uh, YouTube and Spotify and anywhere else. <laughs> and if you want to see Augustine on Media Per Four uh, again, I believe that is the fourth episode. It's the one with symbolism, whichever yes. <laughs> whichever one symbolism is the topic of. I'm there, and I gave a really good uh, little speech on my my media, and I won't spoil spoil it for the audience, but it was very fun, very and fun. very much so like your topic. Thank you. It's good. You'll have to watch it if you haven't yet. Yes. <laughs> well, um, sounds like if you're into heart wrenching, disturbing story games, what remains of Edith Finch might just be your niche, and if you like click and point. Adventure games? Maybe Children of Silent Town will be your niche as well. Keep a lookout for your next niche snack. Next week, I'll cover a non-niche media in a niche way. The Just Dance Lore. <laughs>